content is king. I don't yep. believe that you can produce too much content because there's all these filters and things like that. And if you put enough out there, more people will see it. Welcome to the Matt Lercy Project. This is a show about all things real estate, business, marketing, entrepreneurship. Each show consists of myself, Matt Lercy, a member of my team, and a guest. This week, the MLG member joining us today is Joe Ruick. Joseph, how are we doing today? Doing all right. Hanging in there. This is Joe's first appearance as a, as a married man after his uh, extravagant Napa-style wedding, which we, you, we dedicated a whole vlog to. I was, you, I was impressed. How do you feel? Although the wedding footage, there was only like 30 seconds. Well, it was more about the wine than the wedding, I feel. So, uh, and uh, this week from uh, sunny L.A., season two, episode eight, is L.A. in Chicago. Uh, today we have the big hitter, Ivan Estrada. Ivan is a top-selling agent in L.A. and works for Douglas Elman. Um, Ivan was also a fellow winner of the 30 Under 30 Award uh, in 2014. Ivan, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Ivan, we appreciate you being here. And, uh, you know, you've been a big hitter in L.A. for a while now. Um, what... What you do? Like, what made you want to get in real estate? Uh, so before I was in real estate, I was in accounting. I was okay. a CPA, and that was not fun. It mm. sucked, actually. Yeah. But real estate was something I never even thought of. It was kind of I was kind of thrown in that direction uh, by a friend. He's like, I saw a million dollar listing, and I think you would probably be a good real estate agent. And I was like, I'm not a salesperson. That's not my thing. He's like, it looks really easy, yeah, right? On which TV. is totally not right. <laughs> right. And so like, I did an internship and. Literally on my second day, I was like, this is it. This is what I need to be doing. What was your calling? what I love to do, yeah. Were you from L.A. originally? Yeah, born and raised. So, uh, and what, what part of L.A.? Like the downtown? Or uh, like I grew up suburb? in Pasadena. Yeah. But I live in Beverly Hills now. Okay. Yeah. I feel like L.A. is like one of those areas where it's kind of like Chicago, where people say they're from Chicago, but they're like yeah, six hours like, away. Like adjacent? Yeah. yeah. No, I was actually like born and raised. So in you're, in, you're in the 90210? I, 90210. Okay. Yeah. The 90210 just came back on TV, by the way. It did, it did. I, I, wa- I, I did never watch watched it. it. Oh, I watched it when I was never a kid. into it. Oh, okay. I couldn't stop watching it. My parents, they never let me watch TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I don't know about that. So, so, um, you know, you're also a winner of the 30 under 30 award and, uh, in our industry, it's kind of a big deal. You won it, uh, the year after, uh, I won it. Did that, did that change your career at all? Uh, I think it like helped me like get in the right mindset that I was going in the right direction. I don't think it was something that like levitated me to a different, you know, stratosphere in my career. I think it just like, reminded me like you're going the right direction this is totally your thing like you know let's kick it out of the water was was that something you definitely was was striving to get for a while or i did like i think for like two or three years like it's something i definitely wanted to do did you apply for two or three years did you get your first no no i did get on the first round yeah I think it took me five or six really? times. Really? No. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. It might have been six times. I got it like my last year too. I oh. mean, I made the uh, finalist twice, uh-huh. top fifty twice. Okay. But it, it was like you got to do a good video. It's all about yeah. Video, right? I mean, well, at that time, video when I wanted like video was like just like in eleven and twelve, like people weren't even doing the yeah. videos. I was. They said it was the only one. But. Matt had just MySpace photo up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all the MySpace. MySpace. You, you still have a MySpace? Hey, I still, I still have one. I, I don't check it. I, my MySpace page is live. You never know where a client could come from. What if they're only searching on MySpace? So when, so when did you know that you were going to make it big in the business? I think, like, when, actually, when I started doing video, I started doing video, like, seven years ago. Okay. And uh, I started getting a lot of pretty decent clients from other CPAs and other attorneys. And I think having that CPA background, like, really, like, helped me out. Because they were like, look, there's, like, no one else in town other than, like, two other agents that are, like, CPAs. There's a ton of attorneys. And, like, 
if you just connect with the right people, which is like business managers, real estate attorneys, divorce, probate, other yeah. CPAs, financial advisors, like you're going to make it big. And I think that's when I was like, I'm so glad I did the accounting because it was something that I thought like was wasting my time doing, but it actually was like, like it's been like my ace of spades. Do you so, know who else likes accounting? I know, I heard. <laughs> this guy here. He told me. So, so it gives you a little bit more credibility. Yeah, of course. You know, like especially in LA, like there's so many real estate agents. I think it's like what makes you different from everyone else. How many agents are there in LA? 14,000. 14,000. That's yeah. just like LA proper. Yeah. So then like surrounding areas, is there like a bigger? Because you guys, you guys like have 28,000. Okay. Because yeah. you guys have don't, something don't called. Don't quote me on that number. Yeah. Like yeah. roughly I looked it up yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but you, your association's called CAR too? CAR. California yeah, Association of Realtors. Realtors yeah. We're CAR as well, which is Chicago Association of no, Realtors. Right, so we're, yeah. both, we're both CARs. Did you realize like there was one tipping point in your career that kind of put you over that edge? Like when you were like, this is, this is it. Like there was one moment that defined it. I think it was like a pretty like large sale that I did, which is $28 million. How much? I, 28. 28 I million. I know. Yeah. I think once I closed that, like, I don't know. I just kind of like, I grew up like my family, like we didn't grow up with a lot. So for me, like to get that check was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is a pretty big deal. And I actually like helped my parents pay off their house. Yeah. And then the rest, I just started like investing in. I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is just the beginning. So um, 28 million, was that a single family home? It was in who, Bel Air. Are you able to say like who bought that? Was it like a celebrity? It, it or was just... not, it's, it's funny, like not a lot of celebrities could afford homes like that. It's more like, this was like a business owner. Like most huh. of the people with money are either old money or they own some type of businesses, but like celebrities, unless like you're an A-star celebrity, yeah, you're not buying houses like that at all. So unless like, you're like Beyonce or like, do you take like like celebrities that are like D star celebrities around and they're yeah. like and they're Dude, like, I have YouTube stars I have D I have reality stars they're like struggle what about like do you ever get the guys like like there were reality stars like ten years going out of like trying to find like a two hundred thousand dollar condo and you're like dude that doesn't no, exist they're renting they're not buying anything <laughs> they're renting houses yeah unfortunately Man. so um you know you said you got that twenty eight million dollar sale um how how were you able to, like how long were you in the business before you got that big sale. It was like my fourth year. Wow. My fourth year. But literally it was all like, it's all about like networking, right? Like yeah. every day it's like, I like always have a list. I need to talk to 10 people. I need, you know, be on the phone with 10 other people. Like I'm always networking out and about. I'm part of like the Nat the Natural History Museum. I do a lot of stuff with them. Yeah. They have a big board of millionaires and billionaires. So it's always like nice to like, you know, schmooze with them and hang out with them. And do you find it like in LA that a lot of agents are just... I, I just watch, you know, what you see on TV and what you hear. Oh it's God, like, yeah. what you see on you, TV you, you land like you land like two, three deals all year, and then you're you're, no, you're just no, like set. No way. I mean, I'm sure there's people who have that type of mindset, but not me. So like, there's I there's have like a certain number that I need to close at least. So there's like a daily grind. Like you're always, are you, are you are you out there working with four or five hundred thousand dollar buyers or? Uh, my team is. Okay. But to be honest, there's no four or five hundred thousand dollar home in LA like anywhere. Yeah. Like, what's like the cheapest a million? For like a condo, like six, seven hundred thousand. Okay. Yeah. So their price point's just much higher, but then again, the, the cost bedroom. of living and what people make out there's yeah. a lot more. Yeah. It's kind of like here, four or five hundred thousand is like probably average, but like if we went to Cincinnati, like two hundred thousand. So it's yeah. it's just yeah. kind of like where you live. Yeah. So you mentioned team. Like when did you decide to go from an individual to a team? When I decided to have a life. <laughs> okay. Actually, my business coach about three years ago, um, he was the one who said, look, if we want to take this to the next level, we need to start adding more people to your team. And I've always been like a control freak. And so for me to like kind of hand that off 
was very difficult. Um, but I just really had to like make sure I had like the right type of quality people that I could feel like, okay, if I'm away and they're back taking care of my clients, like do I trust them fully where I can like actually, you know, go on vacation, not pick up my phone, not worry that they need some guidance or advice or something, you know, office is burning down. Yeah. Have you, so when you go on vacation, do you completely no. shut off? No. Okay. No, there's still that time where like I'm on the pool and like checking stuff, confirming things. Like, I don't think, uh, I don't think it's like possible for me to like completely like take myself away. You know, like if I didn't love what I do, I, I mean, I fucking love it. So yeah. Just, can we say that? Yeah. 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 This is, I swear often. So that's cool. How, how many people total do you have on your team now? Uh, I have three. Okay. Three so people, three agents, myself, uh, transaction coordinator, marketing coordinator, and my assistant. Okay. So three staff, three yeah. agents, and they kind of, how many transactions do you guys kind of do in a, in a year maybe? Like 60. Okay, and what, what does that like relate price to? Price points? Pri uh, uh, like close. two point six million, like okay. average. Okay, yeah. and then what do you think you guys will close this year? I'm hoping eighty. Okay, I'll probably do about sixty of that. What's what's like the biggest hitter in LA? Do the what? Like the the number one guy in LA? What's what's that? Who are they? Uh, so we have a couple. So we have like the Altman brothers. We have yeah. Bacall. They're probably doing like three hundred. Okay, at least. So that's yeah, not three, that much different than where we're at. Yeah. So, um, million. yeah. No, okay. 50 million, yeah. Yeah. 300 million. Yeah. Well, I didn't know if you were transactions. Been doing it. Like, these guys have been doing it. 100 for, like, transactions. Ben Bacall's been doing this for like 26 years. Uh, the Allman Brothers obviously have their show. Yeah. They've yeah. been doing it for like 16 years. Do you think that show helps out those guys? I think so. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it obviously puts you like in a great light or like not a great light. There's a lot of reality shows out there with real estate agents. Yeah. And like, I like cringe when I watch the, the Was shows. it the Open Something Brothers? Uh, Oppenheim, yeah. Are they big out there? They, do, They're pretty big. Are they tough competition? Like when you go on a listing appointment or like to meet a buyer or something yeah. like that, do they bring up these guys? Like, well, like they got a TV show. Like, what do you got to I offer? Think in LA, like most people, to be honest, like, they actually don't want to work with people that are on TV shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're like, that's too Hollywood for me. Like, some of them literally don't. Well, most of my clients, whenever I've, like, done TV shows on HGTV or NBC, they don't want to be on TV. They're like, please, no, I don't want to be filmed. Yeah. So, like, most people in L.A., it's, like, such an L.A. thing. Like, they do not want to be on TV. I just figured since it's in L.A., everybody is just so used to being on TV I mean, there's the people, time. right, who, like, want, like, the attention. They're like, yeah, yeah, like, I'd love to, like, you know, be one of the co-stars for the day. But, like, most of my clients, like, actually, like, I have to sign NDAs. Like, they would never be on TV. I'd huh. never put them on TV. Yeah. yeah, so probably certain things you can't disclose because, yep. you know, especially if you're selling things upwards of 10 million people are of a certain stature that they don't want to get now. Yeah. Like, yeah. who bought what, so they're buying them exactly. in trust and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what about like um, you know your team structure? Do you guys have your team doing certain things? Like uh, like one guy only does buyers, one guy only does sellers, or are they kind of doing everything? Um, like mostly, I do the sellers unless it's like a buyer over five million. Mm -hmm. um, my buyers agents are usually just doing all buyers. Like if there's a listing, it's usually like a co-listing between us. Um, but like anything that we buy, like Zillow leads, um, anything that comes directly to the office, I give to them. Like I primarily only work with like my sphere. Okay. People that come in, like, my past clients or, like, referrals from, like, an attorney or someone that I know really well, those are the only people that I work with. Because it's just, like, that's the only, like, time that I can actually allocate to those people. Everyone else goes to the team. But I'm still always involved. 
So you guys are actively involved in like Zillow and stuff like that? Yeah, we do Zillow. Like honestly, like in the last couple, I would say like 14 months, I feel like Zillow hasn't been as great in LA. I think for most of us, like it's, it's our sphere, it's the networking. It's just pretty much like getting out there, like literally yeah. like on the phones, like I send them out door knocking. Um, yeah. Like just literally hitting the pavement. I couldn't imagine just getting a Zillow lead right now for thirty million. Yeah, just like <laughs> that's what happens. You know what? The, Z- the biggest Zillow lead that I think I've ever gotten was like one point two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anything above that, like those type of buyers are like they, know they go through their attorney or their financial advisor. I need to buy a place. Who can you recommend? So those are the people right. that I'm like constantly like hitting hard, like through networking or like the CPA associations or just like. Um, if there's like some type of like fundraiser like event like those are the type of people I'm always after like, you know to me. I, I, I mean Zillow's gotten a lot watered down in the last couple of years compared to where it was like you know five six seven years ago I like to say that Zillow is more of a stepping stone you know like the only way you can ever make, be profitable of Zillow is to work the you know one in our price points like 150 to 300 thousand dollar leads which mm-hmm. for you would probably be like four to like six hundred thousand where it's like yeah. almost meaningless but yeah. those people eventually buy up you know hopefully they make it big mm-hmm. uh, or um, they know a lot of people so you got to do like a lot of small deals to make it worth your while yeah. and it's yeah. it's tough because it is a much more grind I mean that's why we do a lot of transactions but it's just kind of like a little bit of a it's just another different way to get a lot more business. Um, what about like how you're able to stand out from, you know, you, you mentioned there's uh, about what, 14,000 yeah. LA yeah. or something like that. How are you able to stand out from those guys? Like, How are you able to separate yourself from the pack? So like seven years ago, I started like doing my videos, which mm-hmm. was like literally I would prop up a camera just like in the street and just yep. like film like something like lifestyle related, design, architecture, tech. Um, and then after a couple years, like it started, now I have like a whole team who like films it and through YouTube ac- actually. Um, I think like the videos definitely like took me up to the next level just because whenever I go to a client, like a seller, like obviously like they'll Google you and see who you are. Like right. my, all of my videos will pop up and they'll right. see that they've been going back for like seven years and it gives me that credibility and you know, the CPA license and you know, and especially like well, back in LA, like going to USC or UCLA is kind of like a big thing. I went to USC for business school and that's like been like a huge thing for me as well. So you use like a lot of videos in more like listings and kind of like lifestyle to talk about the business yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Totally. And now you use a production company out there. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to find a production company? No, in LA? no. There's like, it's, it's so easy. Probably well, cheap too, right? A lot of interns. going out there to like, you know, to like make it big in the biz. Yeah. Like either as a director or producer, a ton of actors, but like you get something done super cheap. I, was, I would imagine that like you could get it done like almost for nothing because then you could say like hey you need a portfolio yeah, for something. Exactly. There's actually like my first guy that I ever hired was from USC um, from cinema school and it was fifty bucks. Shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fifty yeah. bucks and it was like they just need something they some need sort something of experience. For portfolio. Yeah. 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 What so like and then what you promote that on social media and stuff on like YouTube, that. YouTube, Instagram, Instagram Stories, Facebook, Facebook Stories, LinkedIn, the newsletters, Bomb Bomb. I mean Vimeo like list goes on what's your favorite social media to use i think instagram yeah like i've actually gotten clients from instagram and i'm yeah. like constantly like posting like stories videos uh photos like at this point like i mean it's not a ton of fall i have like thirteen thousand five hundred people yeah it's all like people that i've like i have an, my assistant actually targets certain people for me to like follow them comment on their stuff and then they start following me back and you know kind of build like a social media relationship yeah, Instagram's kind of tough to um, build it up really high because if you build it too quick, sometimes they'll yeah. start 
you know, knocking people off for some reason. Yeah. But so um, you do say that you do get a lot of business off so, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like at least I would say like fifteen percent of my business comes from Instagram, which I think is like a pretty high number. Wow. I know you mentioned like you do a lot of networking. You're always networking. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do anything like in particular like with your network? Do you do like uh, client appreciations oh, or? Oh wait. So like every year I have a big party. Last year we had at this place called Sir, and we had like ice sculptures, like whole lights, like fog. It was like a it was in Halloween, so it kind of like had like a Halloween theme, like a very like people were like wearing costumes. We had magicians, fire breathers. Like it was pretty over the top. So you go and all I out. The, oh, I go all out every year. And, and then you have pretty good attendance. Like it was like three hundred people. That's pretty good. Yeah, three hundred people. But then like every month at my house, I have maybe like twenty five people. So I like have like wine appetizers like just like I'll put like different groups of people together every month and so I constantly have those throughout the year okay yeah that's a uh, you know a lot of people um, like to do that different networking aspect and stuff like that yeah. and it's a good way to kind of get different people together that yeah. maybe may not have met and then of course they always use you as the person that exactly. they said that like how they met um, kind of uh, getting back to like technology and stuff like that what about um, you know, like virtual reality and stuff. You know, you said you do video for listings and stuff. Are you doing uh, VR and things of that nature? Is like Matterport taking off I at all? I do use Matterport and VR, but I don't, like I use it, clients love it. Like sellers are like, oh, that's super cool. I don't yeah. think people have gotten to that point where they're using it actively. Cause yeah. whenever I've had buyers, I'm like, oh, if you go to a Matterport, like what's a Matterport? I yeah. think it's more like a selling point for my clients. and. I don't think buyers have like really acclimated to that yet. I don't think we're there yet. I'm still wondering if any because we do it on every single listing. Yeah, I, I see. I just yeah. don't know if anybody watches it, but like we'll do it. Just as we're consistent. I mean, it's cool. I you know? love it. Yeah, so, and we try to yeah. make it like cool yeah. intros and stuff. Yeah, but, like, I always bring like the goggles with me. Yeah, like, to my <laughs> listing appointments, and they love it. Yeah, yeah. people do like I don't want to mess it? my hair up. I yeah, have no idea. Yeah. Um, what, are you getting in like uh, voice at all? Is voice big at all in LA yet, or anything? Voice, voice, yeah. Never heard of voice. Oh, uh, see, I, I think I think voice when is I the hear next voice big thing. Like the TV show? Or? No, 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 no. <laughs> like voice, like I, I think eventually the way the like just society is going to go, you can walk your house, like lights on, you know, like turn on the shower, all that, like everything's going to be voice activated. Oh, like Google. Or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Alexa. I mean, Alexa's kind of already starting to take yeah. over. I mean, it looks like they're going to win. Who knows if Apple will come out of nowhere or something? But yeah. I think in the future. I really think that somebody's going to say, like, hey, um, Alexa or whoever's out there, uh, you know, I need to buy a house. And be like, Ivan Estrada is the best agent in L.A. Like, and give you three. Like, and I want to be the the one or two guys that they say all the time. Like, I don't know if, you know, L.A. and New York are always a little bit ahead of Chicago technology-wise. I don't know if people are getting into that. Or if it's even on the, if they're even talking about it out there. If I was buying a house, I don't know if I would ask Alexa. Like, I think especially out there in the price points, it's like people are always looking for an advisor or, like, someone within their sphere. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's possible, but at this point, like I don't, especially in LA, like I don't think it, we're there yet. It seems like though, like you know, you mentioned advisors a bunch, especially, and you know, the more I think about it now, I mean, if I'm spending ten mil on a house, I'm probably not gonna call an agent up. I'm probably just gonna have people call yeah. the agent up. You for have me. your people who call their people, then then call me. So how do you get in with the guy that's before the guy, like the main guy? Well, for me, it was my, like, CPA association. That's how I started, like, kind of meeting other business managers and CPAs. And because I have that license, like, they were like, oh, you're a broker and a CPA. Oh, well, I'm going to, you know, send all my clients to you because the guy that I'm working with is not even a broker. He's just an agent. And, you know, I feel like we speak the same language and you'll definitely take care of my client like I do. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, like, having that and, like, just – 
you know, like targeting certain events. Like, you know, there's a ton of events in LA, like at all times. And yeah. you could either like, they could either be, you know, productive or destructive. So I think, you know, like just going to those productive ones where it's like, you know, just meeting the right people and then just making sure like, you know, they'll come to my house and have wine and cheese with like other people or just constantly like just making sure that you are constantly working on that relationship. So do you think there's a lot of, cause like here, I, I mean, we have uh, about 18,000 agents now downtown Chicago. And I, I'd say that like maybe only like 400 of them do Actually any business. Do yeah. And then like out of that, like the top, 50 are like the really the big hitters like mm -hmm. in LA is it kind of like that where it's really top heavy yeah, yeah. same thing like couple thing. couple hundred guys it, do like most of the business and everybody else is just kind of maybe yeah. failed actors or something like that it's always like the same like my transactions are not always with the same people but it's like you know same suspects like same people that I deal with all the time or like you're kind of going up against the same guys yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody. Yeah, everybody How about has a, Joe? a license. Like, yeah. like, every single one of Joe's, like, 18-year-old friends, they all got the real estate license. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of these guys, when this was a wedding, every single one of them was like, ah, I got my license, yeah. you know? Like, everyone what do you think? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, one of those things. So, and talking about license and, like, companies and stuff like that, you know, um, Douglas Elman, I was actually telling uh, Joe about this. He actually didn't know much about Douglas Elman. Mm -hmm. I said that in, in the West and East Coast, Douglas Elman, like, owns yeah, pretty huge. much everything. Yeah. They're, like... If you're a big, big hitter, you work at Douglas Elman. I mean, they got Altman Brothers. They got a couple other, yeah. uh, what's that I girl's mean, name? Frederick, Tracy. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, you know, how big is that brand out in L.A.? And, and, like, has it helped your business at all? So, in L.A., they're fairly recent. They're, like, about, like, I think they came to L.A. maybe five, six years ago. Yeah. I joined them about four years ago. Um, Stephen Kotler, who's, like, pretty much like our big guy in LA. He was the one who hired me. I used to be a Cobalt banker. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't per se the brand helped me, but he definitely like connected me to the right people and the right agents. Like for example, Knight Frank, which is like our global arm, going to Dubai in September. And so I've gotten my biggest clients through Knight Frank. And there, there's, I would say, we have 14,000 agents worldwide. And they're all pretty much all around the globe. So like right. London, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Singapore, South Africa, Cairo, like they're everywhere. And so I think for me, like him connecting me to those people and actually inviting me to these type of events, which are usually pretty exclusive, like really kind of like expanded my brand to the next level. Because Douglas Solomon some, uh, somehow is just always uh, associated with very high end, mm -hmm. you know, and they're able to kind of know the who's who. Yeah. What, what, how, do you know how that's possible? I, I feel like they know all the really rich people. I think, well, Howard, who's our chairman, he's yeah. a billionaire. Yeah. I think it kind of just all kind of goes in there and kind of like funnels down. So yeah. I think it's just like, I mean, the brand's been around since 1911. So I yeah. think it's always kind of been in that type of like circles. And the way that they brand themselves in the events, like um, in Miami, they have uh, Art Basel, which like they sponsor, like they're one of the main sponsors. So they'll sponsor pr pretty high end events, which kind of puts them around the like, you know, the right type of eyes that they need. How are they able to stay relevant even like in LA with? Uh, you know, the agency's pretty big. You mm -hmm. got obviously Compass and all these other stuff. Yeah. Like, how are they able to stay away from the pack? You know, like, do do people, like, when you go on an appointment, do people actually know Douglas Elliman pretty well? Actually, not 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 a lot of people actually. Like, huh. I have to like remind them. But I think like for me, like, when I was leaving Cobalt Banker to go to Elliman, I was pretty concerned because I thought, well, not a lot of people know the brand. But in LA, it's just it's it's not most people don't even know where I work. It's yeah. just like I'm I'm working with Ivan. That's yeah, it. yeah. I mean, it's kind of like here. I mean, we work yeah. at AmeriCorp, uh, yeah. which 
has zero brand outside of us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it, it just makes a difference. And I don't know if it's, um, uh, you know, how big that impacts in the L.A. market. And who would you say has got the biggest market share in L.A.? Like what company? I think at the moment, uh, Compass is taking a lead right now. I think, I think Element for sure, Compass, the agency is doing pretty well. Um, Cobalt Banker still has like some pretty like big hitters. I mean, like uh, Joyce Ray, Jade Mills, they've been around for like over 40 years. Yeah. And they sell like, I mean, for them, it's just been literally connections and I mean, also like 40 years plus time. So yeah. I think, I mean, Douglas Solomon for sure, Compass, the agency, and like Cobalt Banker. Did, didn't Compass just poach like the biggest agent in LA or something like that? Yeah, um, from Malibu. Yeah. Um, he's like uh, one of the Cortazzo. top. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the top three yeah. agents he's, in the country. He's actually a really good friend. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, has that. Uh, been making big waves like here a lot of uh, waves are being made with Compass because they're buying up they're buying, a lot of the talents yeah, yeah. uh, and, and kind of putting them under I'm, our agents are talking a lot about it out there is it kind of like not uh, that yeah, relevant yeah. there's definitely a lot of movement for sure yeah I mean I, to be honest like I think they're they're a good company yeah um, I think for me like my loyalty is still to Douglas Solomon just because they've I think my career literally took like a huge jump mm-hmm. after I did join the company it was because of the relationships I wouldn't say the brand per se but um, I mean, they're doing pretty cool stuff. Sure. You know. What about Redfin? Is Redfin big up by no, you guys? Not at all. Like zero market share. Uh, they work with buyers. I think like some of the buyers who are like literally at a certain price point that like oh yeah. a refund that'd be great. Um, but on the listing side, like it's non-existent. See, I, I I always say that like Redfin on like the high end market, I can't see them like yeah no existing. Like, we had Purple Bricks too, and they were in and out. Yeah, they went bankrupt really yeah. quickly. Everybody yeah. was talking. If you ever read Inman, Inman is like the scare tactic. They tell yeah. you like oh, I see. Yeah, you're always morning. gonna uh, not have a job or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, and they said Purple Bricks was I've gonna been, take like, over. Thinking about my next career for like the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> Joe brings that up every day. He's like he's gonna go work what, at Redfin. What are you gonna be doing? Because it's yeah. gonna be a robot taking oh, over yeah. my right. job. Right. And that's all they ever talk about. So I'm just curious out there. And then. Um, what about like the market? Like how, how is the market doing right now in LA? Um, anything under like two million is still fairly like moving. Yeah. Um, anything in the higher price points, I think, is really lagging right now. Yeah. Um, two three years ago, like that was not the case. Um, and I'm pretty like, when I started my career, my like, well, three years after my business coach was like, you know, I kind of always wanted to go up towards like the higher end, but he's like, no, no, no. We have to kind of do everything. Like, you need to make sure you still deal with like your first-time home buyers, yeah. like, you know, your move-up buyers, and then you have like your luxury division. Yeah. And right now, anything that's moving is under two million, and that's what's literally kind of I wouldn't say keeping us afloat because we're still doing pretty well, but that's yeah. pretty much like eighty percent of our transactions are under two million. Well, right now. I I always say, and I say it's the guys, and a lot of people, you know, make fun of uh, a lot of the big hitters in, in the industry make fun of me all the time. Um, because you know, I still will take a two hundred thousand dollar buyer out on a Sunday at five yeah. o'clock at night, and I always say that you've got to have a really diverse portfolio. So if you have a lot of different vehicles on the ground, you can always have a really really good year. And I never understood why you can have a bad year. And I mean, this yeah. year we're up thirty something percent in a down market, and it's because for us, under five hundred thousand is still moving fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And sure, you know, you might have to do ten transactions a week to do two million dollars, but yeah, um, the two million dollars sitting there. Sure. Yeah, definitely working more. You, so you're saying you think in LA it's more favoring the buyers than the sellers? I think right now, the buyers for sure. There's a lot of sellers out there. I think a lot of sellers are at that point where they're like, okay, I think we're at the top. Mm-hmm. I need to sell. And a lot of those individuals are like pretty sophisticated buyers, so they're like are sellers. So they're like in the three million to like ten. And there's a lot of that right now. 
So even when, I mean, just last week I went on two listing appointments and they were like between five and seven and I just, I didn't take them because yeah. I felt like what they wanted was like way over than what the market is bearing. Yeah. And there's so much of that right now where it was like, okay, I could like, it's becoming more of a business decision now than like just having like a ton of listings. Just costing too much money yeah, to yeah. have it on yeah. overhead. And and especially with like the seller, it's like, well, I don't have to move. It's yeah. like, it sells at this price and I'll sell it. I'm like, no. Yeah. We're not going to do that. You know, um, I met with um, a lady here uh, on Friday, and I could have a possible referral for you because she has a $8.9 oh, million dollar listing s- sitting on the market, okay. uh, and she doesn't think a person's doing it. But what she told me was the, uh, the tariffs in, uh, from China, uh, uh, with China, is affecting the market. Cause mm-hmm. She said that like her place was posed for a Chinese buyer and that... Uh, and she's from China, and she's saying like a lot of them are not buying in LA anymore. Well, is they that used true? To. Well, yeah, they're like a couple of years ago. There was, I mean, they were literally like off the plane with a suitcase with like buckets of money. Like they would go to escrow with an actual suitcase. Um, like China now, like there's only a certain amount that you could actually bring out of the country Correct. now. Yeah. So, but before that, like I was getting calls, and I I thought. I thought it was a joke. Like it, it's like you know those emails you get from like someone in Nigeria saying, "Yeah, okay, well, like Joe's sending like, those guys money all the time." Oh, <laughs> dude, no. <laughs> but I was getting those calls like out of nowhere. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like these are actually real people, right? And you know we were we're doing really well. They were what? buying homes like sometimes like sight unseen like listings that I had for like two or three million bucks. Like they were like, "I want to buy it." Okay. What has slowed that sides. down? Is it the Chinese? Because I know China's put a restriction on how much more money could go. I think it's we a have restriction. The, we have the tariffs going on. Um, is that doing, is it kind of a combination or is it uh, just I mean, it could money? be. For me, it was more about like the barriers of yeah. bringing out cash. I mean, the tariffs could possibly be a, a thing, but for me, it was mostly like my clients couldn't take out their cash. Like I had clients who, when that happened, had put in offers into properties and then had to pull out because they couldn't pull out the money. I've been saying this for years and nobody was listening, but I said that like at a certain point, China's still a communist country. They're going to get very upset that all their money is leaving their country, which mm-hmm. is helping our economy yep. and hurting their economy. And they don't have taxes in China. You know, the yeah. way when you buy a place in, in China, the way China makes money is that they, they actually own the land. So when you buy it, yeah. they own it for 100 years. And then after 100 years, you have to buy it back off them, you yeah. know? So um, that's how they make the money. I'm like, at a certain point, all this money leaving the country is going to cause a problem. Yeah. I think they've, they've realized oh, yeah, that. They did. Uh, and that's, that's affecting a lot of different markets. Um, so do you see a lot of international sales outside of China in LA? We had a lot of like London buyers and then Brexit happened. That kind of like took that away. We had a lot of like Brazilian buyers. Those kind of now moved from like LA to like Florida. Miami. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I think like most of my clients right now, like I think, say maybe like 10% of them are international and they yeah. used to be like 40%. I think right now people are just, uh, what I hear from my international clients are like, we just want to see what's going to happen. Yeah. With the election and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, uh, you know, real estate never performs well during election years because no. everybody thinks it's going to make a big difference, Yeah. Uh, but it's really not going to make any difference, but uh, it's the perception yeah. that it's going to change. Yeah. Um, you know, it. I always feel like LA and Manhattan, uh, in particular, are very driven by the international uh, markets. You mm-hmm. know, whether it be uh, the Middle East or Asia or you know, like Russia or something like that. Um, when there's a big economy change, uh, like a big, like a tariff or anything like that, do you guys see a big shift in sales because it's so driven by that? Maybe usually, and I think it starts in Manhattan first. Yeah. When they slowed down last year, we then it took like a couple months for us to slow down. Yeah. And then for them, January, February, and March was bad. 
Yeah. And then for us, it kind of like lagged right after that as well. So like whatever happens in Manhattan, I feel like then like will trigger us like a couple months after. You know, I always study uh, Manhattan, L.A., and then us because usually it goes to Manhattan, Mm -hmm. to L.A., and then it'll do to Miami, and then it'll go to us. Mm. And, like, I always kind of sense where the shifts are going. going on. Because, like, you can always tell. Because New York, I always say, is a year ahead of us. So where their market is. So, like, last year, their, yeah. their high-end market started slowing down. And everybody said, like, what do you think the high-end market is going to I'm like, well, L.A. or New York is dead right now. And I'm like, if they're dead, that means that our spring's going to be awful. So it's like to me, it's really predictable because all you have to do is I like in New so York too. and LA. New York is like our crystal ball. Yeah, it's like then we can prepare and like put on <laughs> right. our seatbelt. Like right. Just like <laughs> yeah, you just watch ready. them. Yeah, yeah. And you just kind of like make adjustments for it. Um, like, how do you see like the uh, the rest of the year going for you guys? Do you, do you see like a soft fall, a good fall? Like, I think it'll be a good fall. Like for me, the the end of the year for me, September, October, November, December is usually my strongest. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of ten thirty one exchanges with a lot of investors, and that's when they usually make, you know, changes. I mean, this is for me personally, but I think also like the interest rates that did go down. I mean, in California, like our cap for like property tax is 10K. And then um, for the interest deduction, like it's pretty much non-existent. I mean, it's there, but it's not much, um, which really hurt us this year. I think New York and in California really like it hit us pretty hard. But I think like the reduction of interest rates is always great for us. And I definitely saw like a jump from buyers who were like, I'm just going to wait maybe till the end of the year yeah. interest rates went down and now they're like actually let's start looking now yeah the rates are in the gutter yeah. like it's crazy I think it's great do you guys see a lot of people actually even get loans out there because like they do, they on do. like 10 million dollar places no get those are usually cash yeah um, but most of them like if it's under 10 million dollars 10 million bucks man everything's cash you know what I mean that's <laughs> I like mean, crazy seriously yeah. yeah yeah. but anything under 2 million dollars I mean that's pretty much like on the loan or like 4 or yeah, yeah, like 2 million so yeah, two million below. It's probably a finance deal. And then tax. What what is your percent of taxes on a home? It's one and a quarter. One and a quarter. You know how low that is? One and a quarter. What do you guys pay here? So um, Chicago is uh, called Crook County for a reason because there's no. We don't actually have a certain percentage. We take. You just this, they just give you whatever. Correct. They spin the wheel and there's so much. Honestly, it's year. it's almost like that. They take the square footage on record, the year it was built, what they feel the evaluation of the property is, uh-huh. and then they put in what they call an equalizer, which nobody knows what that is. And it spits out a number, and that's your taxes. And then every three years, they reassess it. They look at your numbers again, and they put it back through that equalizer, uh-huh. and they spit out another number. Oh, so, that's fun. Um, you know, it, we can't say it's a certain percentage. I right. would say on average, we're probably about two percent. Okay. Um, but which is high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's no, there's literally no rhyme or reason. You can wow. have two exact same houses directly next to each other. Same year built, same price, everything like that. Different taxes. And they could be ten thousand dollars difference in taxes. Oh, that's nuts. So. Um, for us, when we get international buyers, out-of-state buyers, it, it drives them crazy. When I tell like, them, it's, just... I tell them exactly what I just said, and I'm just like, it is what it is. And people are like, but this makes no sense. And like, yeah. I'd, I'd rather it just be a certain. I'd rather be three percent for all I care. Yeah. So it's so much easier to explain. But yeah. like, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's crazy. But one and a quarter, man, that's that's crazy. Not bad. It's it's yeah, super cheap. Um, do you see uh, out there in LA it going to be a buyer's market then for the next three to four years? Do you think I we're think heading so. towards that buyer I cycle? So. I think we're kind of already there. Yeah. Like a buyer's market for sure. Yeah. Because two, three years ago, I mean, to eat, like working with buyers two, three years ago was so frustrating for myself and my team because like literally every house was like two, three, four offers. Two, yeah. three, four offers. It's got and multiple Everything bids. was like 100000 over ask, 150000 over ask, $500,000 over ask. Yeah. Like no contingencies. Like people were just literally going in and just like, if this works out, great. If it doesn't, then oh well. Have your prices come down then in LA? 
I would say in the higher ends definitely come down. Yeah. I think right now between one and two million, it's still. I think it's been fairly like like leveled out for like the last year. I don't think prices are going up. What's been the price growth of like on average? What do you guys see like a growth in in a year? I think right now we're looking at like maybe one or two percent. Okay. I think a couple two three years ago we we're looking at like twelve percent. Yeah. See that's what I always say is that like, L.A. And Manhattan like you guys may go up. 10, 15, maybe even 20% a year, and then if you go down 10% the next year, you're still up 10 yeah. in 24 months. Yeah. You know? Like six years ago, I sold a house for a million, and then five years after, two million. Like, like a they made a million dollars in equity, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, we're like a tortoise here. We're like a two to three percent year. Yeah. Like it's slow and steady. We don't really go up much. We don't really go down much. It's yeah. just like it's kind of like an stable. annuity. Yeah, it's yeah just no, like back then it was like insane. Yeah, but right now we're like where it should be. I feel. Yeah. What about, uh, or you know what we have is the, the co-host asked the Fast Five. You got these ready there, Joe? I'm ready. All right. All right Let's fire it. them away. Uh, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Stop worrying so much. It's going to be okay. Because I worry way too much about everything. So I think just like letting, like just kind of, my mom says like, Jesus, take the wheel. It's like, just let it go. <laughs> what happens is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, do you love to win or hate to lose? My favorite question. I think I love both. I love to win, but when I do lose, like it makes me better. Cause then I'm like, I always try to like analyze why did I lose? How can I make myself better so that this doesn't happen again? So I think it's like a, you know. Failing forward. Yeah. 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 Uh, who's your biggest hero? I think my dad. My dad has always been the guy. When I left accounting, my mom was mortified. She was like, what are you doing? Life my is dad, over. yeah, she's like, you left, like, you, you went to USC, had the whole CPA thing, now you're going to be an agent, like, so-and-so. <laughs> she's like, you're a loser. Exactly. Like, pretty much. That's what she pretty much said. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was the one who took me aside. He's like, you know, I hate what I do for a living. Right. But I had to do it because I want, you know, wanted to make sure that, you know, your mom and your, you and your sister had everything, you know, growing up. But it's like, if I could take it all back, I would do what I wanted to do and what I love to do. So yeah. please do what you want to do and what you That's love awesome. to do. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you can have one superpower, what would it be? Sometimes I wish I could just like stop time, you know? Because okay. sometimes just like things get so hectic. I think yeah. in my business life, and you know, and then you have your personal life and everything else. And sometimes I wish I could just like just stop time so I could breathe. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen ever. Like life just keeps going. If I could just like stop time to like take a second, just like yeah, you know, collect myself. And be yeah. Awesome. I get, I could see that. So we changed this one up. Um, what makes you LA? Yeah, we usually ask what makes you oh Chicago, God, but you're not from Chicago. So what? <laughs> what's videos. an L.A. thing? I think my yeah. videos that I do, I'm so L.A. Yeah, yeah Every, everybody's got to be on camera. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. nice. All right, so uh, where can people find you and what would you want to plug? Um, my Instagram, Ivan Estrada Properties. On YouTube, it's Ivan Estrada. Website, www.ivanestradaproperties.com. All right, make sure to tune into our next episode and subscribe to our podcast. Thanks for being on the Matt Literacy Project. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, and like us on Facebook. 